Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast. We've got a little bonus kind of episode this week because on Wednesday afternoon it was announced that the news about the budget cap will be postponed until Monday. Uh, so there is no news and that is the news we're going to be talking about. We'll talk about the Japanese Grand Prix as well at the end. But of course, uh, me and Freddie did touch on this very briefly at the end of the last podcast, which you should go and check out uh, on all platforms. Uh, but last Thursday, I think it was last Thursday, ahead of the Singapore Grand Prix, basically, there was reports and rumours that two teams had gone over the budget cap, some Allegedly, the Red Bull and Aston Martin, and there's a bit of a war of words with the paddocks, with Wolf Horner, all the team principals who are asked about it. We're going to talk about it now and give our views on it. I'll come to you first, Freddie. What is your reaction to the news from Wednesday and to the whole saga? I mean, the whole saga, I think I touched on um, at the end of our Singapore Grand Prix review episode, but I'll... I'll rehash what I said there and probably bungle it and say it worse or something but the whole saga is just kind of having me putting my heads in my hands has me putting my heads in my hands and I'm just a bit like oh because I've, I've wanted a budget cap in Formula 1 for years I've wanted a kind of parity that can be at least forced which isn't tyres and if it's falling at the first hurdle by just be it negligence be it a stupid loophole that, that's that's okay, you know, that's kind of okay. But if it's by some kind of weird big fight thing, and if it's if it's just gonna I feel like the budget cap is kind of at a bit of a risk, depending on how it's dealt with. And I don't trust the FIA to deal with it because every race is a problem, let alone one great big season big issue, season-wide issue that can't be dealt with quickly. The fact that it's hung on for so long comparatively to 2021 and the impact it can have on 2022 and 2023 and the like for just competitiveness is is leaves me feeling very disheartened um just about the whole affair i think the only thing that gives me kind of hope about the way this thing could be dealt with is the way that the force india racing point um mercedes break deal break duct issue of 2020 with the pink mercedes tracing point car was dealt with very quickly in terms of when it actually got to hearings and got to sort of fact finding and it was just found well this is just the case so you must have had incorrect parts transfers and the way we see it is as thus and i think you know i i have a bit of hope that there could be a reaction in a similar way to that which is you may think this is an appropriate course of action for the way you spend your money but we don't so sorry we're just going to deal with it like this that's how i think it i want it to be dealt with i don't necessarily trust that um but I don't know. I, I it's all up in the air, and I think the fact that the whole delay to Monday has given me um, two kind of reactions. And the first one is, oh, thank God, we just can kind of don't have to worry about it. We can at least have hope that it's going to be a good decision, or it's going to all be fine. And then also despair that it's going to dominate the proceedings of a conversation of another Grand Prix weekend with, in terms of speculation. If that makes sense, I'm yeah. I, sorry to be on a bit of a bum note about it because I know a lot of people are quite excited about the drama. But no, that's your opinion, and that's what we're here for. Uh, what's your opinion, Adam? Um, I kind of echo what Freddie said. I mean, even before, I remember Scott Mitchell saying this: the the race kind of bringing up the concern that it could be 
kind of you know if if they do go over then how are you going to enforce that how are you going to punish that and at the time i thought ah well it will probably be fine and it wasn't so there we go um don't think that but yeah it's just it is it's just really difficult because it's not whatever happens it is gonna you know a, a large proportion of the f1 fan base is going to be very publicly and very loudly annoyed at the outcome so I'm not not really looking forward to that when it does come on Monday. It's but... already at it, mate. I, I don't well, know what yeah. you have to do. It, it kind it's, of all depends how, on how, on how people it's have an opinion already on something that's not even been brought to conclusion. You can't have an opinion. You can have an opinion. No, you can have an opinion on. You can have an opinion. Not not on the findings. No, but you can have an opinion on. Um, potential breaches of regulation no matter how it's happened yeah. you can, you all, can does... sit back and say um that it's not a small breach or a minor minor, minor major material whatever you can still say well i disagree yeah. with, with this being done against the regulations you can say that you know yeah you can say like if x happens if y happens this should happen yes you can say that but you can't be saying red bull should lose the title verstappen should lose the title based off a rumor and report Granted, I don't think I personally I haven't seen anything like from anyone like this oh. I would take seriously saying that kind of thing. I, I and to be honest, for the most part, I would assume that that's all kind of with the caveat of um because they're not I assume they're not taking anything as gospel until anything is taken isn't is given as source material. So yeah. I think you know you can say I think if you no matter who you are, if you're a fan of sport, you can say, oh, I think Red Bull should be having a title away, taken away from them because they've clearly, if they've clearly breached the regulations um, it, in some, in a way that if they had a wing that was off in a race, they would be disqualified and would all say, well, fair enough. Um, look at Hamilton in Brazil qualifying, for instance, last year. Um, and if you were to say, well, for the whole year, they were funding their team incorrectly and is against the regulations. So I think they should be thrown out. Then I think that's a fair enough opinion for someone to have. I think I think the the, the conversation could get, and, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. But the conversation is getting mired in the fact that we're just con- conflating it and with public perception of teams and things like that, which is a conversation and a tribalism that is that has come in and annoyingly dominated a lot of sports just across on every social media and all that kind of and every sport. And it's it's very annoying because we want to talk about this kind of matter of factly, but um, it's leaving us in a bit of a kind of despair about it, which is a bit of a shame. I mean, that is that is also because the wider topic. <laughs> because the um, like that's what's annoying about today's announcement that there won't be an announcement is that then it just gives, like you said, another another what five days, another race weekend, another cycle to go through before it comes, and that just leads to more tribalism and more. Um, you know, people chatting shite and all of that, and it's just I don't know, it's kind of that's that's just the, the people who are chatting shite, that's the own problem. The FIA, no, 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 no but it's our problem it's as well because it gets it gets it gets sent to, or you know, you, you can't mm. avoid it really, yeah. But what I'd say is it is just super complicated. This was. In a way, it was always going to happen. Like finance and this situation, it is ridiculously yeah. complex. Like any financial job or market, uh, there are different interpretations, and there will always be grey areas. There is no black and white here at all. There, well, that's, this that's is what a, makes it. That's arguably, to be honest, what makes it 
really interesting and, and makes it a really I, I'm surprised it's come about straight away but I would have expected something to happen with the budget cap with a breach or or a complication or something like that to come about at some point and the fact that it's happened this year yeah fine but even if it would always happen I don't think that's a bad thing I think it makes it from a complete neutral perspective it's kind of interesting and the only thing is it's just how the FIA deal with it that's the kind of worry but I I don't think it's a problem that this would always happen I don't know if it, what, what are you, you arguing for no budget cap then if it, if this is yeah I would say if it's going to bring this every single year yeah and I fear it will look at look it's at a Red one Bull. it's a one opportunity to judge it on look, look, look and if it's Red dealt Bull. with if it's dealt with in the right way for, yeah, but for example, look at Red Bull. You've got Red Bull Technologies, Red Bull Racing, Red Bull Powertrain. Then they've got sister yeah. teams at Alpha Tauri. How do you juggle all that? Yeah, it's complicated. But so is a brake duct. So is so I, is. I that. think it's different. So is, I think finance is diff- finance is different. To, oh, it's to a, a completely matter. different piece of engineering. Yeah, because you can't measure it on a racetrack. But you know, finance. It's it's not like it's a public market, which we've seen in some governments finding very difficult to manage. Um, but you can you know you look at kind of accountancy and things like that and everything's done to a balance sheet and that kind of thing and you know what there's a there is a degree of relative simplicity to it which is the most naive thing i'm probably ever going to say but if you look at where you know say take january 1st one minute past midnight and december 31st 2359 and look at how much money is spent over that period or if you have it over a competitive period i don't know and if that is under or equal to the figure that you're allowed to spend, then that's fine, surely. But getting I, to that number is ridiculously complex. And that's you what can they've get signed up to. Difference. Like, yes, that is yes. what they've signed up to. I'm, I'm with Freddie. That's Freddy what now. we'll see. Yeah, it, it, you know, that's what they've been tasked to do. That's what they signed up to do. And they have that figure. And I think it is, you know, it's black and white, as Freddie said, that there's a certain amount that you can spend over the year. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not, there is that, you know, target to aim for or number to be under that it is right there. It's for everyone to if see. If there's something that is seen as an exemption by a team and isn't seen an exemption by the FIA, similarly, that should then purely be cut and dry. It's what the penalty yeah. is, not what whether it's a breach or not, is then the question. I, I, I maintain getting to that number, I think, is nearly impossible to for you know, different parties to agree on a number for all. Well, by the sounds of it, eight teams did it, so it's not. We don't uh, know that. We don't know that. You do make a very good point in that there will be attempts at uh, wiggling things it, and sort it, of saying too... when you pay an invoice and stuff like that and interest and things like that and whether things are based on market prices, whether things are based on prices at a certain point and so on. And with, you know, so many teams being UK-based, particularly the two that are implicated in the rumours, let's be honest, the rumours um Rebel and Aston Martin being UK-based teams and all of the the, the drama and in, in finance going on for 2020-23 this year, um, in 2022 this year, and then for presumably uh, certification in 2023, it's going to be really also incredibly difficult as well. And you know, I kind of do get what you're coming at. Coming for, for the for the bigger teams, life. for the bigger teams, it's not easy, but you can hide a lot of it. And that can make a millions difference, and it's just always a case of uh, who's going to well, be kind what, of sneak what, you with it and get caught yeah. almost. And I think there's an, interesting, the an interesting way of looking at this. And I think you take take Mercedes zero pod concept this year. 
it was an, released to the world. That's released to the world as a weird in in testing. And we all saw it and thought, oh my God, and, you know, everyone's like, is it legal? We don't know. It's nothing we've seen before. But they they were in constant dialogue with the FIA about the design of that. Um, the FIA was surprised at it and tried to sort of see any loopholes. We're like, no, we're okay. And it's a consistent sort of thing for teams to put complicated and unconventional designs to the FIA to sort of look through and sort of see if they're okay. Do We don't know at all if there's any way they've done this with this kind of thing with sort of um, financial methods, accountancy methods. And maybe this is the first way of saying, well, you're going to need to treat this like it's an aerodynamic device or something like that. And if it's not... I, I don't think you can, personally. I, re- I really don't think you can. Well, I don't know if you can or not. I mean, we're, again, we're not, fin- we're not financial experts and we're not massive auditors, but I think you can... I think, to be honest, I think if there's a degree of consistent transparency, that would surely be better that and and trying to judge if you say okay we're trying to we're spending money on we're going to want to spend money on this we haven't spent the money yet is this an okay way to be spending the money um later down the line and if the fia can have a a designated unit they can come back relatively quickly but with a you know a polished answer and say no or yes then they have something to stand on and the team has something to sort of fall back on and the fia has kind of the equivalent of a financial directive let's say yeah my, my last Is that not a good a good way to try and send this? On paper, yes, but I just don't think yeah, it's possible. Well, like, we'll just, just, just like the budget cap on paper, it's like in football, financial fair play on paper, great idea. But as we know, or football fans know, well, I, I, I don't think it really... is. Okay, well, that's it, it, it helps establish um, teams <laughs> and not. That's a bad example. It is a bad example, yeah. Thing, like, Nigel, like half the things me and you and Adam are talking about now, we can't really base on anything because we haven't seen the, f- the first um, report, let alone um, criticism of teams or uh, issue of penalties and that. Even if there was no complication and rumours about teams at this kind of point, it would still be really interesting to see a report on just how the first budget cap has been dealt with. And just as we need to kind of see that before we even judge on anything, like if it's impossible or not. I mean, there are very strict financial regulations and they're dealt with in a, in a very different way to sporting and technical regulations as they obviously should be and obviously would you'd expect it to be. But I don't think we can say it's impossible because that's just, in, I think, ridiculous because every business operates with a budget. Otherwise, every business would just go under. Uh, I'm not sure. I've... Well, I mean, every business I know that's not gone under, under uh, that's decent, seems to kind of understand finances and things like that. And I don't know. There's, there's I a lot of sneaky business. In, there is a lot of sneaky business. But that can't, sneaky, you can't go, oh, it's impossible because they're being too sneaky and that's fine. Like, if it's not... Is, if the sneaky business is determined and ruled against, yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. That, that is fine. But you think it's impossible but, to find out? I think it's... I think it's for every team, yes. Because if it's I impossible think, to I find think one out, or two why could we be found, found out? out why have we potentially found it out for two teams? I don't know. Well, exactly. They, so clearly haven't, they clearly haven't oh, hidden have it. They, they haven't covered it up as well. Or whatever. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We we'll have to see because if there's if if the we just don't not, we don't know. This conversation is swings is roundabouts now because mm. um, we're just saying. Well, maybe this has happened. Maybe it's difficult to deal with, and it's obviously difficult to deal with, but. We don't know if something's got away with or not because that's just the nature of getting away with something. Uh, it feels like a really difficult hill to die on there. Um, I mean, you're making a great effort at it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's quickly, quickly talk about Japan, though, because we will come back to this, I'm sure, when 
the news is announced oh, yeah. last Monday or whatever it is. Uh, looking forward to it. It's back for the first time for three years. I can't really remember many too many. It's been like Spa, is it? Classic track, iconic track. Not many classic kind of races over the last 10, 15 years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's always a fun track. I think the, the kind of only kind of thing that I can really remember of, of sort of note is that there was a typhoon the last time F1 was there yeah. and qualifying was on the Sunday morning. So it made it even more unmemorable for us because we would have been even more asleep at two in the morning, whatever it would have been. It was one so, of it was when the Rugby World Cup was being held in Japan as well. Yes, oh. I remember that. Um, yeah. That was always a bit later, later at a starting point for the big game. England lost that as well. England lost that. Yeah, they lost the fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, Suzuka's a great fun track. It, it's fantastic, and I don't know what it's going to be like in these cars. I mean, I think the S's and Degnas are a fantastic test of these cars, and um, I, I rem- always remember. I mean, two thousand and five is the is the the poster boy for Suzuka races. Yeah. And I always remember whenever I've looked back at that, marveling at how close Raikkonen is to Fisichella on the penultimate lap through the S's. And, you know... Race of the century for me. Fantastic race. I mean, the century isn't over, so let's see. But um, So far. <laughs> definitely the yeah. race of the 2000s for you. And a fantastic, a fantastic Grand Prix. If you get the opportunity to watch the 2005 Japanese Grand Prix, please do. Um, I did just give away the penultimate lap there, but whatever, that's your loss. Um, yeah. It was 17 years ago. Um, so spoilers aren't necessarily the top of my mind. Um, but in the McLaren, he was able to follow the Renault pretty closely. So if it's able to, uh, to pass in a pretty similar way, then I'll be very interested. Yeah, it's not going to be McLaren versus Renault this weekend, is it, Adam? Who is it going to be? Red Bull, Ferrari, Merck? Yeah, Freddie, uh, you think Mercedes, don't you, actually? You said a few weeks ago. Well, yeah, I think Merck could do all right at this track based on their characteristics, based on there being some pretty nice um, high-speed corners, which it seems, I don't know, it seems to remind me, like, of bits of Zanvor that would, Merck were doing well at, and yeah, I think that could, you know, I think that could bode well for them. I don't know if there's any particular reason why it would be bad but i don't know how the characteristics of the car changed so much mm. throughout the season based on what i've suggested but yeah freddie's basically taken the words right out of my mouth that's what i was going to say Sorry. as well i think no no it's fine it's uh you know you probably said them a lot more eloquently than i would yeah i just think it's a bit like a stretched out version of zanvor to be honest um so yeah i i think I don't know. Stout version of Zandvo. I like that. <laughs> I've never <laughs> thought of that. It does feel a bit like their last proper chance, to be honest. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I think I called it a while back. So I'm going to stick to my guns on that and say they're not going to win. But I think they're going to do well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think whatever happens, we'll be coming away with. Max Verstappen is a two-time world champion. It's just how long is that? No, I'm not sure, to be honest. No, I don't know. I don't know. It, feels less, it feels unlikely. Yeah. I, I do. I quite like Suzuka. It feels like... It, the reason I was silent when you first asked about it is because I was trying to think... In my mind, I think it had a better reputation from Stuart. And you are right that there's not actually been um, a classic race for a while. But it just it just feels like... 2012 was happened. okay. That's That's... That is a while, I'd say. Yeah, say 2013, the first. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it just, I don't know, it, it feels like a potential filled Grand Prix. Um, but maybe there is a reason yeah. that that doesn't always um, 
come to fruition. There was a big old hunt from Max Verstappen on Lewis Hamilton in 2017. <laughs> what, like <laughs> well, he was hunting him down. And he nearly got, a, he nearly got the overtake done. He nearly got the running over, through Tokyo. After he nearly got close enough to pass him, and would have probably got past him, <laughs> similar to the Malaysian race that was around then as 2016, well. Twenty sixteen, Verstappen did his. Uh, oh yeah, he thing did his. Move. moved in the braking yeah. far not quite good as well. But, and then uh, when you think about it, you've had then twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, where the most memorable part was Verstappen and Leclerc. Um, banging into each other at the start and 2018 of the most memorable part was Vettel doing one of his trademark spins. Mm. So, and, and they were all walked by Mercedes. So it'll be interesting to see if, if this is a memorable race or not. Yeah. 2016, 2016 was memorable in the championship enough. battle because that was where, in my opinion, where Lewis Hamilton lost it, not where mm. basically because he started on the front row and dropped to eighth. Just watch the start. Just yeah. botched the start, and that was after. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that was after Malaysia, where he had the engine failure, yeah. which usually people put it down to. But he then had an even worse race that didn't necessarily that lost him <laughs> ten points as well. So Adam, don't speak. I, I, I will back you on whatever you've been getting. We can come back to 2016 in like ten years or so, but if we're still going, years. I, I, I was just going to say what's happening in 2032 <laughs> when we talk about 2016. We'll I was just going to say everything. Don't worry. It sounded like Freddie was building up to just go back through every single Japanese Grand Prix. It was like, oh, and then 2015, this, this well, happened. To be honest, 1989 was a really good race. Um, with, 1976 with, um, was a good race, but not 1976 in Fuji. Suzuka. 1990 was a poor race, but a very good lap one for drama. 1988 was actually genuinely a very good race because Senna stalled at the start and then came back through the field to overtake Prost to win the championship. If you want to talk about 1998 and 1999 and 2000, were essentially were all the Hakkinen versus Schumacher battles. They were very good. If you ever want to go and watch, I think um, oh, I think it's the 99 one where Hakkinen just gets a really good start. That's versus Irvine, obviously, yeah. but um, that was a very good one. Yeah, right. You, know, you right. also can speak. You guys can. You guys can. Speak. Want to no, 90, was it? No, ninety-one, where Mansell broke his back. Um, I just want to keep listening to Freddie that. Lost the, the championship for it. Ninety-six, but we've got to stop because I've got a lump in my throat. I mean, Freddie. All Fred, oh, right. <laughs> Freddie's uh, the one who put a kind of. This is the time we need to finish on this podcast. So I was just. I know. I know. And that's why I stopped speaking. And then Nigel, no, none of you spoke again. So if I had to speak again, but yeah, I do need to go. Yeah, because okay, uh, I was waiting. We're, we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna I was go waiting well. to finish up because I thought, oh, that'll be fine. Then <laughs> we'll jump in and finish up, and then you just like carried on doing. No that one jumped in. <laughs> no, we don't jump in. Uh, we'll be back at the start of next week to. Do you jump, if you want to go swimming, race. jump in. It's fine. <sighs> That's a good point. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. Who's actually present? Are we actually doing you? You, yeah, go get on with it. Okay, all right. It's mostly because uh, I can't be bothered to think of questions. Okay, yeah, all right. Oh, brilliant. I can't even, but okay. <laughs>